0: Welcome to another episode of There's a System to This Madness podcast. I am your host Osaz Shabazz. Today is January 23rd, 2021. We are three days, two days from the inauguration of President Joseph R. Biden and his Vice President, Madam Kamala Harris. Pretty much um, before I start, I wanted to get into some of the forecast predictions that I had made in regards to Donald Trump. First and foremost, I predicted that he was not going to last in office until the final days. So I don't know if I was right or if I was wrong. Because also, I had put in that statement earlier that he was not going to be at the inauguration. However, my focus in saying that was that he was going to be removed from office or he would have resigned or quit. And that Mike Pence would have been president of the United States. So it's kind of, although he was still president up to the last day, he still in his own way. He quit. I mean, yeah, it might not have been in writing. It might not have been, I guess, officially, but there's no doubt, especially after the so-called coup attempt. He, he stopped government. Of course, you know, he stuck around to issue his pardons, which of course, that was a moneymaker for him. So, um, um, to my understanding, he, you know, 140 something pardons or, um, commuting of sentences. My boy made some money off of this. There's no doubt about that. He, he collected some change. Also, he stuck around long enough to get impeached again. So, since this is my podcast, I'm going to say I was, I'm going to say a 60-40 split. 60% that I was right, 40% that I was wrong. Because I I did predict that he was going to be removed from office or that he would quit. In a way, he did, but he somehow managed to straddle that fence. I did, I did, you got to give me credit, I did predict that he would be impeached. However, of course, based on the timing, it wasn't enough for the Senate to remove him. However, fate would have it, he's going to have his day in court. According to the sources, they're talking about February 6th or February 9th, that he's gonna he's gonna come back to town and sit before a congressional hearing or the Senate hearing and be tried. So basically two weeks is we're gonna have something that's gonna be good. I still predicted that and I believe that Russia played a part in him being elected. And I believe that the Capitol riots were purposely perpetrated. And I believe that this was in connection to what the sole purpose, the sole goal of Russia actually supporting him. It wasn't, in my opinion, It wasn't about espionage or infiltrating the government. I think the one thing that Russia wanted to go after was the reputation of the United States. They wanted to destroy the democracy of the United States because contrary to what people believe, when people think of democracy throughout the world, they think of the United States. Democracy to places like Russia and other rogue nations is a threat. I mean, come on, um, Putin. He's a guy that's pretty much he's been president for life. When he reaches his term, he'll switch position, appoint another president, so that president can then in turn appoint him back to the presidency. While all the time, while he's in a lower position, he's doing and making decisions as a president. But they're thinking that if we can just disrupt the democracy of the United States and portray a reputation that is negative from this country, this will set off a domino effect that the world will see. And pretty much, you know, I mean, me personally, the incident that happened at the Capitol, that was not a threat to our democracy. And anybody got any common sense watching the film and the footage of what took place, you could you could tell this was it was rigged, it was set up. So pretty much, I don't think the world even flinched. The only people that flinched at that were the rogue nations. That really wanted something to be wrong with the democracy of the United States. However, another thing that you can look at in regards to proof that Russia played a part in backing Trump is one of the right wing groups um, or um, what I'm thinking about websites or social media par. You know, this group lost major funding when it was taken off of Amazon. Their items were taken off Amazon. Social media severed by Facebook and all these other social media outlets. So they pretty much, they were dead in the water. But here come Russia, a Russian company called D-D-O-S, Guard. I don't, I don't know exactly what all that means, but the way I'm looking at it is DDOS Guard. But it's a Russian company and they are now in talks or works with backing Parler Of course, this organization is claiming that, you know, we don't know what you're talking about. Parler, on the other hand, is like these motherfuckers are giving us some money. And we're back. We'll be, in fact, the spokesman for parlor has indicated by the end of this month, they'll be back up and running. And of course, it's just a matter of whether or not the U.S. is going to even allow something like this to happen or what is going to be the, I guess, the new conformity of this organization. 'Cause you know, they're so red, white, and blue, liberated, you know, America, apple pie, and all this bullshit, but they're gonna take money from the Soviet Union. So, you know, we'll you know, we'll see. We'll see. You know, one of the positive signs of the new, new yeah, the new administration is immediately after Joe Biden is sworn in, you know, he's signing 18 executive orders reversing the dumb shit that Donald Trump got rid of in the first place. And also when Madam Vice President is sworn in, she's, you know, she takes the helm of the Senate and she swears in the newly elected senators. People fail to realize it was actually three of them that was recently sworn in. We just focus on the two from Georgia, but it's actually three which officially gives the Senate a majority for the Democrat. So pretty much, you know, they, 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 you know, they often run, you know, Biden has made a statement that within his 100 days, you know, they hoping to uh, vaccinate a hundred thousand individuals, you know, it's more or less, they want to push back certain, the trial of Donald Trump so that they can get his cabinet positions uh, filled. They already got some already. I think it's three so far that have been appointed to their position. And people don't people fail to realize that when Barack Obama was elected in 2008, took office in 2009, a number of his cabinet and departments in his eight years, never got filled. A lot of these key departments did not have nobody running them. And, you know, of course, if you don't have nobody running, it's pretty much, it, it existed, but it, I mean, that shit just dead in the water. Joe Biden, right now, and, you know, and not to um, switch gears, people fail to realize. During his first two years in office, Barack Obama had the House and the Senate, and these motherfuckers didn't do shit because they were so busy focusing on whether or not he should have been in office. And because they just, they stood still the whole time, two years come, the midterms, and these motherfuckers are voted out and they lose control of the House and the Senate. So again, here's Obama for the next six years. There's nothing. I think they did get the House back, but I mean, without the Senate, you know, shit, you're you're nothing. So, of course, that was his whole eight years. I mean, of course, he, you know, did a lot of things through executive orders. And of course, you know, a lot of things Donald Trump reversed and we go with Joe Biden. He you know, he hit the ground running. So pretty much it's, it's I think we're getting ready to see. I think that the Democrats have learned their lessons. So I think we're gonna see how a country should be ran when everybody is on the same page. because even during Trump's four years, he didn't have the house. So of course, yeah. There were things that the House was implementing against the White House and the Senate. It's just a lot of things, of course, couldn't go past or go any further because the Senate blocked it. So pretty much for four years. All we did. And if I, I take that back. Trump's first two years, he had the House and the Senate. And then in the midterm, they lost. They lost the, um, the House again, had all. All levels of government for one party, but they still didn't get shit done because half of it, they just, they just didn't believe in it for four years. A lot of Republicans just, they wouldn't denounce him, but at the same time, a lot of them just didn't go full forward with a lot of the things that he was about. And now you're definitely seeing things now because there's a number of senators that have come forward with the impeachment that are indicating that they are going to lean towards convicting this motherfucker. So pretty much is this, this. This is going to be some good entertainment. So pretty much. Um, the You know, the you know, the whole key is on the positive side. Joe Biden, whatever his cabinet picks are, 99% they're going to come through. So it's not like what Obama had to do was pick people that weren't his his first or second or third choices. It was like, who can I put that had a Democrat name but at the same time could get through the House and the Senate? Joe Biden don't have to do this because he got control of everything. And I think because Joe Biden was in the Obama administration and the Senate and the House remember what happened during Obama's administration six out of the eight years where things were topsy-turvy. I think they learned their lesson. They're like, okay, we're not going to fuck this up. We're going to get this thing cracking and rolling. And they're, you know, also with this pandemic thing, they cannot waste time. Everything has to get moving. So, you know, even like with things like. I think one of um, Joe Biden's pick uh, Merrick Garland, the uh, former Supreme Court justice nominee from Barack Obama. He's now, I think he's slated to be Attorney General. This is going to be a major game changer because all of these issues in the states where police misconduct is taking place and a lot of times they didn't go past a number of the grand juries in the states, you know, i.e., Um, Daniel Cameron with the Breonna Taylor situation, they pretty much stopped it and said it can't go no further. This is the state of Kentucky. Now, you're going to have an attorney general that's like, yeah, bring that shit, put that shit on my table. Let's see how far this can really go. It's going to be a whole new change, even like with the protections of police officers. This is going to be, you know, something that is going to be legislated through the DOJ where police officers are protected from any type of rebuttal when they kill somebody. Now it's going to be different. Something like this could be stripped away where you can actually say you can sue a police officer directly for killing uh, an, an individual or harm it or however you want to put it these things I mean I don't think people really understand how having the house the white house and the senate all under the same political party and when you got a political party that's not about any type of bullshit when you got a political party that's about putting human beings first you're going to see you're going to see a totally different form of government you're going to see exactly what Russia was trying to hinder the United States from becoming that all that work that Russia did I would even give Russia some credit you had a good concept But at the same time, you just put, you just put the wrong entity in place. But at the same time, that was the only entity that they could get. Somebody that was all fucked up, corrupt, and they can make pretty much they bitch. Cause even any well-known Republican politician, seasoned politician, They, you know, they wouldn't have put themselves in that type of position. They wouldn't. So, you know, good try, Russia. But, you know, your boy is gone. And then also, if he's impeached and convicted, he's done. He's done. Now, of course, you got these dumbass senators that are, like, still saying the election was rigged because, you know, they, they are trying to get themselves set up for 2024. And who to say if, you know, Russia had any sense, they would just say, "Okay, forget Donald Trump, you know, shake him down for the money that he owes them. But pretty much you would start looking into a Ted Cruz or Rubio and all these individuals and see if they got skeletons in their closet and say, hey, we will back you, but this is what we want you to do. And it's possible. I, I believe that Russia is like, we were almost there. We just chose the wrong individual. So let's try this again with uh, a brighter idiot. So I believe I believe you're going to see that same rhetoric in the next coming years. I mean, uh, what we got, four years. Or even like just... um. Focus on taking the House back, taking the Senate back. See, I think what Russia also failed to realize is not just, we, we have so many checks and balance in our system. You can't just say, I'm going to put a president in the House and not focus on the Senate or Congress or even things like state legislation. I don't think Russia understood how intertwined the American political system truly is. But I believe that they learned. They learned a lot. And if anything that has been revealed to Russia, there's still a somewhat racial powder keg. In the United States. Um, I mentioned earlier. Daniel Cameron. Pretty much. They coming after this motherfucker. Pretty much the grand jury. They, they coming after him. Because pretty much. When they find out that. He just. Sat on information. That could have been. A major. Outlook. A major impact on the Breonna Taylor case you know you know it's not to me you know shut this motherfucker down and then like I said if the mother of Breonna Taylor goes to the next level take this to the um, Attorney General's office there's no doubt in my mind that shit gonna get opened up and you're gonna see whoever's paying Daniel Cameron to sit on his hands, this motherfucker's going to want a refund from him also. Because, see, a lot of people just did not understand the power of the democracy of the United States. These motherfuckers really thought they were going to just um, stroll right back into the White House. They couldn't picture that, and I mean, it was it was close. Cause when you still think 75 million people voted for Donald Trump, that, you know, yeah, out of 350 million people in the United States, I mean, of uh, voting age and all that type of stuff, you still think 75 million people? Yeah, Joe Biden, I think was believed that he got 80, I think it was 84 million. But still, when you think 75 million people after everything. That went down in four years. There's seventy-five million, and I'm not talking about the corporations where Donald Trump issues tax tax exemptions and benefiting of you know the wealthy. Because I mean, if you make two hundred fifty thousand dollars, yeah, you benefited from Donald Trump. But you talking about these these meth head. Hillbillies—they not—they didn't benefit. One of the things that just irritates me whenever I ask any of my right-wing friends that I know they don't have two nickels to rub together, and they—when you ask them, "Hey, what did you benefit? What did this guy do for you in four years? How did your household improve?" The first thing out of these motherfuckers' miles is, "Well, Obama did." Obama did this Obama did that and I'm like, did you not hear the question? I just asked I'm asking you about what Donald Trump has done for you They give you that. they give you that language because he ain't do a goddamn thing for them And they don't have enough courage to say Pretty much he is giving me the open-mindedness to spew this rhetoric you know, even the capital, you know, they you know, I hate when they call it a coup, but the capital, whatever. That was a percentage. I mean, what? I mean, how many people they say was there? I don't even know what the exact number was, but that's not that's not even that's I don't even know if that's one percent of Trump supporters that you know actually one that went to Washington DC much less that actually rushed into the Capitol. So when you hear people say, you know, this, that was a game changer, they ain't not shit. They didn't change nothing. Yeah, you know, you changed the outlook of the inauguration, you fenced up certain buildings and blah, blah, blah. But overall, changing the redirection, the only thing that changed, you got that motherfucker impeached for a second time and he's about to lose his rights to vote or his rights to be a, a, a candidate to be president of the United States ever again. That's it. Possibly losing his perks of being that go along with being president of the United States. So pretty much, you know, all I can say, you know, goodbye. Um, if there is anything that I would have with a concern of, with Joe Biden, the thing that I caught when he was talking about the attack on the Capitol, one of the things that, after, you know, after it took place, he spoke and he said, this is not America. Okay, in all due respect, Mr. President, That's bullshit because this is America. That hatred that was lashed out against that capital by those individuals, that is America. The only thing that has taken place in the last four years is that they have been given this license to believe that it's okay for them to come out and express their feelings openly. And that's exactly what these motherfuckers did. You know, I hate when people say, well, Donald Trump, you know, he caused all this. You know what? I can't even say that Donald Trump put fuel on this fire. I think... The fire was there. I think the fuel was there. It was just, I think he opened up the fireproof door and let the blazes come out. But in my opinion, it was always there. And for Joe Biden to say, this is not America and it, it just gives me the belief that if you're not going to acknowledge that this is a problem, then how can you resolve it? Because to get the idea, and I, and I hate to believe that Joe Biden is going to make the main mistake that I felt that Barack Obama did, and that was trying to focus so much on building, Unity. Now, one of the things I think that I truly have noticed what Joe Biden is doing, he is taking up the mantle of putting in place the things that Barack Obama could not do during his administration and that was due to the different parties of the House. I don't think other than, like I said, his first two years, Barack Obama did not have a Democrat, House, and Senate. Once the midterms hit, he lost that in some form or fashion. Joe Biden is like, I got the same thing. However, I'm not going to lose it. I'm going to take careful precautions, make careful decisions that come two years from now when we have the midterms. Everything is going to stay in place Because like I said the Senate It doesn't take much to take that Senate back the house. I think the house is pretty much fortified. However anything's possible How great it would be if Joe Biden can do a four-year term With the house and the Senate at his disposal How much this country can heal itself, regroup regroup if the House and the Senate are still intact. How great it can be if let's say the the plan is that Kamala, Kamala Harris is the Democrat nominee and she wins the White House And she rolls right into a House and Senate that's Democrat and continue on because this is so much to be done. I don't think four years is going to be enough time. And I think you you not only want to implement things, but you want to see your ideas solidified and also reinforced. And that was the thing. Obama was getting things done, but even in eight years, he still didn't get a chance to see it solidified. But of course, Donald Trump, he undid. And it's almost like you can now see what Obama progress was being made after you seeing how Donald Trump dismantled a lot of his things. Hopefully... With the Biden administration, then on to the Harris administration, we could, we could just see that progress just unfold. I mean, I said it before. This, I'm not saying that the office of the presidency is easy, but <laughs> Joe Biden, you, you just, how can you fuck this up? The best thing is to come after somebody who was terrible. And from there, you just, you put back in place everything they fucked up. So you got four years of fuck-ups. So all you got to do is just put everything back on. It's like a person that just took four years of knocking things on the off the shelf. And all you got to do is just go back and put the stuff on the shelf. That's all Joe Biden got to do. So it's like, it's, it's pretty much his administration, his time It's like, it's easy. He'll probably have the easiest four years ever, especially with the House and the Senate at his, at his disposal. I mean, he really, he really can't fuck this up. He can't. Some things I wanted to talk about were just, you know, that was connected to the, you know, the the insurrection at the Capitol. One of the things that caught my attention, and everybody probably um, remember the the young lady that was caught on camera that was shot, and pretty much, you know, you saw her actually die right before, um, on video. Her name was Ashley Babbitt. Uh, I think, you know, they said she was an Air Force soldier um gulf war veteran self-employed had her own i think it was a, a pool cleaning business in california What caught my attention about this person because it, it makes you wonder what would make a person just say i'm so angry that i want to attack the u.s capitol And then you start looking at some of the background, this particular person. And it's like, you know, she had a pool cleaning business in San Diego, California. And of course, due to COVID, you know, that business was in trouble. Now the thing was, what a lot of people don't realize about that young lady or that woman, excuse me, she voted for Obama and Biden previously. So somewhere along the way, this woman was a Democrat, my understanding, a staunch Democrat. And I guess four years ago, I don't even know if they said that, I can't even remember if they said that she voted for Trump, but she had the mindset that things were going wrong, is obviously. I think one of the things that they said that her biggest issue, her grievance was, of course, California being hit hardest. California was one of the states that shut shut down everything. Of course, a pool cleaning business. Yeah, that's that's going to be affected. I don't even think pool cleaners were considered to be essential workers, much less the business being deemed essential And if people are not gathering, there's not a need for the service. So of course, her business, it went into, um, there was trouble with her business. It was believed that she got a business loan to keep her business afloat. And it was stated that the interest rate of the loan was 160%. Now, yeah, shit like that That'll make a motherfucker mad I mean think about it If that is your only Lifeline that you can get And you Have to apply for this It's one of those issues where You're like I've been rescued But I've been rescued By a fiend So you It's a matter of time where the danger Is just gonna you just, you, you got a moment to breathe, but once them payments start kicking in, you can't survive. And I think one of the things that she felt was that not only did the state of California shut down, but also I think that for the state of California to allow some type of business to give out loans at 160% interest rate. See, that's where, to me, that is where California fell. You know, we could say blue state, red state. That, that, that's where California fucked up at. And I think that is what she was protesting. And that is why this person got from San Diego, California, to Washington, D.C. to protest and to run up on the Capitol. Fate would have it that, of course, she was shot. But these are the stories that I would love to hear. What I would love to know, what is the background, what is the criteria of all these individuals because it's like with Ms. Babbitt's situation I mean I don't think she understood who caused the problem Now of course you know she's listening to the rhetoric you know California's yes. probably not defending anything of, I guess that would be considered predatory lending she fell victim to that they caused they caused her business to shut down because of COVID. And that's how she she sees it. She's not seeing it as California had to shut down to get a hold on COVID. And you know, by the way, I've already stated, this is going to happen to the United States. Yeah, they're gonna, you know, give people the rest of their stimulus checks, you know, minimum wages, being in the works of being raised to $15, but make no mistake, for the United States to get a hold of this COVID virus, they're going to have to shut this country down. This is what California tried to do, but I don't know why Ms Babbitt, I don't know if she didn't qualify for any type of stimulus, money or you know, who's to say. She maybe she didn't. She didn't want to apply for it because it was a Democrat thing. You know, Which another thing, my conservative friends, now they're like, well, let's see how long it's going to take for us to get our stimulus check. I'm like, you hypocrite motherfuckers. You talk all this shit, and now all of a sudden you're talking about how how long it's going to take for them to get their money. You know, these motherfuckers, I swear. I swear, I don't know. But anyway... Hopefully, this administration will keep this pace. Understand what is needed to get this country right side up, and hopefully, you know, I, I don't even want to say next year this time. I like to say in about six, seven months now. I, and I'm, I'm not naive enough to believe that some of the things that we're going through is just. It's just, going to be, it's just going to be new. I think a lot of things are going to be kept. I think there's going to be a lot of new discoveries. School system, business. There's going to be a lot of things that we're going to discover that will be implemented on a permanent basis. I think 2020, we didn't know what to expect. I think 2021, a lot of new things. Are going to be implemented and fortified, and by 2022, we definitely will be back to what we call our norm. But that norm is going to have a new look. So I don't know if that would be defined as normal or, you know, just it's just it's it's going to be some new things. But until then, as always. I would love to hear your feedback. I would love to hear your questions. I would love for you to correct me. I would love for you to offer your opinions on things that I brought up. Until then, this has been another episode of There's a System to This Madness. I am Osazé Shabazz. Stay safe. God bless. Until next time, take care.